activate the view screen and turn on your universal translators because it is time for another Galactic Netcast. Brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash galacticnetcasts. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. It's Thursday, May 23rd, 2013, and time once again for another Galactic Netcast. This is the Sci-Fi Film School number 34. From Waterloo, Iowa, I'm Dave Nelson. Joining me, as always, Matt Stein from Appleton, Wisconsin, and Anessa Moines, who lives in Denton, Texas. How are you guys? Doing good. How are you? Oh, terrific. Sweet. I, I can sense the attitude already building in Matt. Is that why you have me here, just to ruin my day? Like, here, I know you have fun all week, now watch this turd of a movie and then talk about it for an hour with me. It's like, uh, it's torture for you, isn't it? <laughs> it is torture. Now people know why I drink every time we do these. Oh, by the way, what are you uh, drinking tonight? Um, today I have a homebrew from someone in... Maryland or South Carolina? I did a homebrew trade with someone on the internet. Oh, cool. So what type of beer is it? This, what I have right now, is a lemon saison. Not entirely sure what it is, but it's not bad. And then I have a Hefeweizen bottle sitting here, too, for for the later portion of the show. Hefeweizen. (laughs) This is the show where we discuss a particular science fiction movie that we all watched review it for you, and uh, Matt and Anessa take a quiz at the end to see how much they learned and remembered from it. And currently, Anessa's head ahead three to zero since we started back up again. Shut up. Shut up. (laughs) I still still can't believe you lost on a movie that you knew so much about, that you were a fan of. In all reality, her and I both got one question wrong. We did. She, she won the toss and got to go first. So it was that's, whoever won the toss won that one. Yeah. That's, that's how the, the coin bounces, I guess. Oh, tonight, tonight I will be very surprised if I get any right. No, you shouldn't do that because you're, you're setting yourself up to fail. So. Under promise, over deliver. <laughs> okay. Well, let's... well, if that's the angle you're going for, then. <laughs> <laughs> Anessa doesn't care. <laughs> you know? She's gonna she's gonna win either way. So you know what, Dave? Oh, now you say that, Dave, and then I'm gonna lose. There's a very real possibility that Anessa doesn't have a whole lot of going on for her. So it's the little <laughs> victories of these <laughs> podcast quizzes that you give her. It's that's the, all. That's it's, all I can do to make her it's, it's her life one, a little better. It's the one thing she I love you too, to. Matt. <laughs> it's the, I was I was halfway through that, and I'm like, my God, this is the meanest thing I've ever said to her. <laughs> It's the one I'm thing she go cry now. she clings to in life is the quiz. That's it. <laughs> oh, it's every other Thursday I get to win a quiz. Yay! She, she wakes up every morning. She's got a countdown, you know, of the how many days are left until the next podcast. Yeah, right. I've got my calendar. <laughs> I have a little reminder that goes off on my phone. Like, today's quiz day. Yay! For our audio subscribers, if you'd like to see us record the show live, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Google+. We do it whenever, pretty much. There's no set schedule. So just uh, follow us there. We'll let you know when we're going to be. And when we do it, it's at galacticnetcasts.com slash live. All right, let's get going here. The movie this week is Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. And I picked this because of the new Star Trek movie that came out, which Anessa and I have seen. Right, Anessa? Yes. I'm going back to see it this weekend for the second time. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And uh, Matt doesn't like Star Trek. I didn't mind the first remake. It was a hell of a lot better than I thought it would be. So I'm not opposed to seeing this one. I just am opposed to seeing movies in the theater. I see. Okay. All right. Well, we'll check back with you when, when you see it one day. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny how much free time I have this weekend. I might watch it this weekend just to spite you. Okay. I, go ahead and spite me. I want you to spite me. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like You're coming out ahead with this. <laughs> so. It's a win-win for Dave. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, here's a brief synopsis of uh, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. And this is uh, 
the second movie of the film franchise, the one immediately following Star Trek, the motion picture. So um, it is the 23rd century. Admiral James T. Kirk is feeling old. Uh, the prospect of accompanying his own ship, his old ship, uh, the USS Enterprise, now a Starfleet Academy training ship, and a two-week cadet cruise is not making him feel any younger. But the training cruise becomes a deadly serious mission when his nemesis, Khan Noonien Singh, genetic conqueror of the late 20th century Earth, appears after years of exile. He begins capturing Project Genesis, a device holding the power of creation itself and schemes the utter destruction of Kirk. Um, stars William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, DeForest Kelly, James Doohan, Walter Koenig, George Takai, Michelle Nichols, B.B. Besh as, um, what's her name? Help me out, Anessa. Oh, Mira, Carol Marcus. Oh, okay. Uh, Paul Winfield, Kirstie Alley, and Ricardo Mataban. This is one of Kirstie Alley's very first things that she ever did. This is pre-Cheers. I was pretty surprised when I saw her in this movie. So you got that going for you. Oh, was this the first time you've seen this? Yeah. Wow, okay. I mean, wouldn't you have been more surprised had I seen this before? Yes. I would have been more surprised yeah. if you had yeah. seen it before. Yeah, you're right. Not not in like a, 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 a dickheadish way, but I don't <laughs> know, I never went out of my way to watch the old Star Trek movies. I had seen a number of the Next Generation ones, but that's because the Next Generation was more on TV when I was growing up. So it was, it was more. It was on your. Age. It was on your radar. It was in your generation. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So this was directed by Nicholas Meyer. Special visual effects produced by Industrial Light and Magic. So all the cool explosions and the ship going to warp. That's all ILM. It was released on June 4th, 1982. You weren't even born yet, right, Matt? Nope, 85. Wow, okay. I and didn't so care. You, oh. <laughs> like, and I didn't care. I think I was like one and a half at that point. I was born in 80, at the end of 80. So. Wow, you're older than my brother. I didn't realize that. Sorry. Born December 1980. Huh. You guys are making me feel really, really old. So I'm going to continue. Uh, rated PG. <laughs> there's a reason why they call me dad. Rated PG. It runs 113 minutes. Budget 11 million dollars. Box office 14 million, 347, 221 million. So, wow. How much did uh, Star Trek Into Darkness make last week? 87 million. I haven't even seen how much it's made. Yeah. So. But a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, looking for you. Hang on. I think it's around 87 million, something like that. I believe. Well, well it, it at this point has crossed $100 million. Okay. All right. So. And that's just domestic. That's not even, that doesn't count overseas, I don't think. No, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. Domestic, uh, 103.77 million. Uh, weekend was 85 million. Okay, that's close. So, all right. Yeah. So uh, Kirk and Khan never face each other during the movie. All of their interactions is through view screens or uh, is through view screens or communicators. This was because Ricardo Mataban filmed a scene separately from the main production in order to accommodate his schedule filming Fantasy Island. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite little tidbit of knowledge ever that they were never actually interacting with each other for real No, that, that they had to like streamline his his performance in the movie so he could get back to fantasy island oh yeah well that was his bread and butter man ricardo monobon well, right but had you not pointed that out i probably never would have realized that they never were face to face yeah you can't you can't tell at all no no. No, like at no point was like, oh yeah, they're totally not even in the same. That's what eleven million will get you. Yeah, well done. Yeah, bad acting on both sides, really. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, speaking of bad things, bad clothing, <laughs> bad clothing choices in the in the wardrobe department. I don't know what they were thinking in this. Did you see McCoy's outfit? <laughs> Those crazy, um, the crazy pants. They were like I'm sep- trying to remember. They were like separate pieces. It was almost like a cod piece, sort of. <laughs> I don't. Rem- 
remember his pants, but I don't think I was really watching. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't have revealed that. Sorry. So, <laughs> was that part of the quiz? No, no. Uh-uh. Oh. No. Like, what color were his pants? <laughs> no, were his they, pants? They were just weirdly, they were weirdly cut and they were like in two pieces. The, the only thing that I noticed was like the legs of, like the pant legs of Spock and Kirk like flared out more mm-hmm. than before. Because I mean, like in, in the original series, their pant bottoms had a little bit of flare, but it was just a little bit. Yeah. But this time it was like, whew. <laughs> well, and that actually, I think, was less than Star Trek The Motion Picture because The Motion Picture was filmed like in the late 70s when disco was still yeah, a thing. So and those, those clothing... The, the, I'd have to go back and rewatch Oh, them. they're terrible. Or rewatch it for the pants. But... Yeah. Yeah, I just... They still had quite a bit of flair mm-hmm. to those pant legs. And not flair in a good way. Not like... No. Flair wearing buttons on your clothes because you're a server at uh, TGI Fridays. Yeah, we're not talking about that kind of flair. No. Have either of you realized how long the conversation about pants just went on? (laughs) 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 About as long as the beer conversation. (laughs) Well, yeah, I was going to say, I checked out and back in, and you were still talking about pants flair, so. Okay. This is the beer and pants podcast. <laughs> the beer pants episode. Yeah. Screw the movie. Uh. Let's not even talk about the movie. <laughs> so I I I noticed a couple of themes. Uh, vengeance is a big thing in this movie. Uh, Rat or Khan was all about uh, getting vengeance. Um, like I love the line. He tasks me. Did you guys Did you guys notice that line? He tasks me. No, Mm-mm. I did not. Well. Probably at the time, but because no, his it. his son or whoever that was, his second in command was like, "We have a ship, we can go anywhere." But then Khan was like, "But he tasks me, he tasks oh. me." Oh yeah, I do remember that now. <laughs> and he 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 um, quoted a lot of Shakespeare in this movie too. I think at least it, I think it was Shakespeare. It was all like it sounded Shakespearean. Possibly. Um, if you were if you were wondering why Savick was so emotional for a Vulcan, did you guys pick up on that? Yeah, I noticed yeah. that she was a bit more emotional than she should have been. She was half Romulan, half Vulcan. That's why. Uh-huh. She paid a lot of attention to the test. I can't think of what it's called. Something Maru. Oh, the the, the Nimbus Maru. Cumulo <laughs> <Jubilant> Nimbus Maru. <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, that Kobayashi the, uh, Maru. Yeah, the the <laughs> it's, like, <Cumulonimbus>. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a cloud. Yeah, right. No, no, I did not like that. Was one thing that stood out to me is the amount of times that she would like wait for Captain or Admiral Kirk and be like, "Well, come on, let's talk about that test." Damn it! Yeah, she is and pretty was, obsessed with it. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, "Okay, blah 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 blah." She's like, "The test." Like, and he basically was like, I cheated, leave me alone. And she still wanted to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of cool to, to watch this movie after watching the 2009 reboot and actually watching him go through the, the test and how he, how, how he cheated, how, how he, he faked it. or how he... So did they not show him take the test in the original no. Star Trek movie? No. Okay. Uh-uh. Nope. No, nope. because I mean that's that's the last Star Trek movie I saw was the the reboot, the 2009 reboot. No, they never showed it up until that one. So, does and I don't want to get too off topic, but does the Into Darkness follow anything that happened? I mean, obviously they're different stories, but they have any similarities with this movie? A little bit, a tiny bit. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I, like, think, actually thinking through, it's probably like characters at most but yeah it's mainly characters a couple of lines yeah they make a couple of references i believe to the first yeah they as i was watching into darkness i'm like oh i remember that line from the other movie there's a lot of references there's a lot of references to classic trek and into darkness like there's a lot of like easter eggs that you can look for oh okay yeah that's cool 
All right, let's I'll move on. Uh, if you would like to, we would like uh, to get your feedback on if you've seen Wrath of Khan, what you thought of it, if you think our observations are correct, if we're way off base, we want to know. So uh, send us feedback, Galactic Bad Netcasts. Galactic Netcasts at gmail.com. You can call our voicemail number. That is 805-328-3966. 805-328-3966. Uh, let us know what you think of our discussion on this podcast about Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. All right, you guys ready to uh, find out what we learned here? Ready. Sure. All right, Matt, go ahead. You're first. Uh, we learned that Admiral Kirk is feeling a little old on his birthday. This is not about age. And you know it. It's about you flying a goddamn computer console when you want to be out there hopping galaxies. Spare me your notions of poetry, please. We all have our assigned duties. Paul, you're hiding. Hiding behind rules and regulations. Who am I hiding from? From yourself, Admiral. Don't mince words, Bones. What do you really think? Jim, get back your command. Get it back before you turn into part of this collection. Before you really do grow old. You know, before he accepted his promotion and became admiral and at Starfleet and all that stuff, you know, Spock and McCoy should have, like, um, had an intervention. Because they're both, like, against him... Uh, at his present position, they both thought he should have a command, have a starship, you know? Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, I was just agreeing with what he said. I had nothing more than that. Yeah, I was just going to say it because they knew how miserable he would be if he took the position. So People never yeah. want to speak up. They never want to tell somebody the truth. Not until after everything's <laughs> gone to crap. It's like, it's like somebody getting divorced. <laughs> it was like, she was a total... Eh. Although at the same time, though, even if you tell them that you know their significant other or like their life choice is a bad one, they're not going to listen. They're going to do whatever they want. Yeah, exactly. So maybe they were just kind of like, eh, yeah. we'll just let them do whatever. Yeah. We'll tell them later, like, ah, oh, you were totally wrong. <laughs> All right, Anessa, what'd you learn? Uh, we learned how David Marcus feels about Starfleet in this conversation with his mother Carol. Don't have kittens. Genesis is going to work. They'll remember you in one breath with Newton, Einstein, Sorak. Thanks a lot. No respect for my offspring. Far for the course. You teaming up with me for bridge after dinner? Maybe. What is it? Every time we have dealings with Starfleet, I get nervous. We are dealing with something that could be perverted into a dreadful weapon. Remember that overgrown boy scout you used to hang around with? That's exactly the kind of Just man... Just no kiddo. Jim Kirk was many things, but he was never a boy scout. I have to warn you, a lot of these clips are really, really long. I noticed. Mm-hmm. There's just so much in this movie I wanted to... Uh, wanted us to Did review. Play the whole movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. I had to get it, a lot of it in. Come on. <laughs> what he said hey <laughs> alright here we learn why Khan has a bone to pick with Kirk what you see is all that remains of the ship's company and crew of the Botany Bay my room here 15 years ago by Captain James D. Kirk do you mean he never told you the tale Never told you how the Enterprise picked up the Botany Bay lost in space from the year 1996. Myself and the ship's company in cryogenic freeze. I've never even met Admiral Kirk. Admiral. Never told you how Admiral Kirk sent 70 of us into exile on this barren sand heap with only the contents of these cargo bays to sustain us. You lie! And City Alpha 5, there was life. A fair chance. This is City Alpha 5. City Alpha 6 exploded six months after we were left here. The shock shifted the orbit of this planet and everything was laid waste. Admiral Kirk never bothered to check on our progress. And right after that, 
he finds out about Project Genesis and they put the worms in their ears and they control Chekhov and the captain. Do Khan's bidding. <laughs> Typical woman. What? I don't know. <laughs> oh, he did have long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. He had a pretty righteous chest, too. <laughs> cool scar. Yeah, well, I, I have a feeling it was fake just to pick up ladies. <laughs> you think that Before whole... a night out, he would just get... <laughs> right. is, it, is it possible that whole chest thing was fake? That like that... I wondered about that. Yeah. Like... I think it was. Come on, man. I think he's like really super buff for his age, which Looking would be impressive. It. So, I don't know. Uh, what else did you learn, Matt? <laughs> contrary to his popular speculation, uh, Montalban did not use a prosthetic chest. Okay. Hmm. All right. So that was all him, all man, all, all the time. Wow. <laughs> he's very shiny too. Well, that you can use baby oil for that. Um, it's that Latin, anyway. that Latin skin. <laughs> uh, we learn here that Khan wants Project Genesis. Commander, we are receiving. This is regular one. Go ahead. Ah, Dr. Marcus. Good. They're en route to you and should be there in three days. En route? Why? We weren't expecting you for another three months. Has something happened? Nothing has happened. City Alpha 6 has checked out. Then I, I don't understand why you're coming We have out. received new orders. Upon our arrival at Regula 1, all materials of Project Genesis will be transferred to this ship for immediate testing on CT Alpha 6. Who in the hell do they think they are? Please be quiet. Commander Chekhov, this is completely irregular. I have my orders. Pin him down, Mother. Who gave the order? The order comes from Admiral James T. Kirk. Admiral Kirk. Admiral Kirk. Wow. He, he tasks me. Sorry. Well, it happens to the best of us. All right, Anessa, you're up. What'd you learn? Uh, on this clip, we learn what exactly uh, Project Genesis is. Sorry for wording that weird. There's an extra what in there. Yeah. All right. Computer. Request security procedure and access to Project Genesis summary. Project Genesis, a proposal to the Federation. Carol Marcus. Yes. What exactly is Genesis? Well, put simply, Genesis is life from lifelessness. It is a process whereby molecular structure is reorganized at the subatomic level into life-generating matter of equal mass. Stage one of our experiments was conducted in the laboratory. Stage two of the series will be attempted in a lifeless underground. Stage three will involve the process on a planetary scale. It is our intention to introduce the Genesis device into a pre-selected area of a lifeless space body, a moon or other dead form. The device is delivered, instantaneously causing what we call the Genesis effect. Matter is reorganized with life-generating results. You know, if they sold sex toys in the 23rd century, they should they should have one called the Genesis device. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like a sex toy name? name? The Genesis device. I didn't think of it as a sex toy name, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> because it just, it produces life, you know? Or no. Never mind. Uh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, wow. taking a left turn there. That that would be more for like a, a sperm bank. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see Rather than a sex toy. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> I just was thinking about the impact of it, that's all. It's not producing life. It's No, yeah. <laughs> it's in lieu of producing life. <laughs> all, right, all right. Okay. So. Uh, okay. So yeah. What did we learn? We learn. <laughs> I love Vanessa. What did we learn? What did we learn? <laughs> move on. Move on. Move on. <laughs> we learn who it was on board the Reliant that fired 
on the Enterprise. You still remember, Admiral. I cannot help but be touched. I, of course, remember you. What is the meaning of this attack? Where is the crew of the Reliant? Surely I have made my meaning plain. I mean to avenge myself upon you, Admiral. I deprive your ship of power, and when I swing around, I mean to deprive you of your life. But I wanted you to know first who it was who had beaten you. Oh, clip's done. Okay. That was a short one. <laughs> Wasn't used to a short one. Wow. Oh, wow. That's what she said? Yeah, I was waiting for it. We should kind of we should go back and explain a little bit. Um, I guess we did kind of explain it in the intro and in the uh, description of the film. But what happened was uh, the Reliant came, stole or tried to steal Genesis, and then Carol Marcus sent out a distress a dis, or no, she called the Enterprise, talked yeah. to, talked to Jim, and said, "How dare you take away Genesis?" And that's and that's when the Enterprise went uh, went out and to investigate so there you go and that's when the reliant fired on on the enterprise okay matt you're up i just reread this before reading it out loud and i giggled but uh we learned that kirk (laughs) likes to beam into anything (laughs) (laughs) that's what she said well gentlemen you can stay here or it's all the same admiral we'd like to share the risk Right. Let's go. Savick? Go. Where are we going? Where they went. Suppose they went nowhere. Then this will be your big chance to get away from it all. <laughs> One of my favorite lines in that whole film right there. Um, yeah, did you guys notice that everything was bigger in this? Like the, the phasers and the, the communicators and everything was just bigger and bulkier. It's the 80s. Everything was bigger and bulkier. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess it didn't cross my mind. I didn't even think about it, but I'll take your word for it. You non-Trek fan, you. <laughs> Sorry? Okay, you spank a... me? No. Oh, okay, damn. so we learned that Kirk is the father of David Marcus. Where's Dr. Marcus? I'm Dr. Marcus. Jim! Is that David? Mother... He killed everybody we left behind. Well, of course he didn't. David, you're just making this harder. I'm afraid it's even harder than you think, Doctor. Please, don't move. Check out. I'm sorry, Admiral. Your Excellency, have you been listening? I have indeed, Captain. You have done well. You, you son of a bitch! Don't move, anybody! Captain, we are waiting. What's the delay? All is well, sir. You have the coordinates to beam up Genesis. First things first, Captain. Kill Admiral Kark. So he can't, and then he points the phaser at himself disintegrates himself with the phaser and then Chekhov takes that little device off his wrist and then the worm comes out and then Khan beams away the Genesis device. And that's when we hear this famous line right here. Khan, you've got Genesis, but you don't have me. You are going to kill me, Khan. You're going to have to come down here. You're going to have to come down here. I've done far worse than kill you. I've hurt you. And I wish to go on hurting you. I shall leave you as you left me. As you left her. Marooned for all eternity in the center of a dead planet. Buried alive. Buried alive. <laughs> the best thing ever. That line, that yell right there. Come on! Yeah. Come on! 
So turns out they went into the Genesis cave. They saw how cool it was. And then it turns out Kirk, when he was talking to the ship earlier, they had a plan to get the ship back in shape. So they beamed up. They escaped into the nebula. And then the Defiant went after them. They had a little battle inside the nebula. And uh, one more thing that we learned, Matt. What was it? Uh, we learned that the Enterprise might not be out of danger yet. Okay. So they thought they, thought they were out of danger. It turns out they weren't. Scanning an energy source on Reliant. Pattern I've never seen before. It's the Genesis wave. What? They're on a build-up to detonation. How soon? Encoded four minutes. We'll beam aboard and stop it. You can't. Scotty. I need warp speed in three minutes or we're all dead. And then Spock saves the day. As per the huge. Yep. Spock's, Spock's the man. All right. He's a badass. He is a badass. All right. So let's, uh, before we hit the test here, let's, what am I doing here? What am I doing? Uh, let's thank. Audible. Yeah, Audible. Thank you very much, Yanessa, for the reminder. Uh, the Sci-Fi Film School is brought to you by Audible.com. For you, the Galactic Netcast listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their awesome service. If you don't have time for books, you can listen to books with audible.com. To coincide with this particular podcast, may we suggest Star Trek, The Eugenics War, The Rise and Fall of Khan Noonien Singh. So this is like the, um, the history behind Khan before... This is this took place back in the 20th century when Khan was the king. Supposedly, he was some kind of king because he was all powerful because he was like um, genetically manipulated person. Yeah. So, yep. so here's a short synopsis. I won't probably read the whole thing. Uh, even centuries later, the final decades of the 20th century are still regarded as one of the darkest and most perilous chapters. In the history of humanity, now as an ancient and forbidden technology tempts mankind once more, James T. Kirk of the Starship Enterprise must probe deep into the secrets of the past to discover the true origins of the dreaded eugenics war and of, and of perhaps the greatest foe he has ever faced. And then um, back in 1974 A.D., an international consortium of the world's top scientists have conspired to create the Chrysalis Project, a top-secret experiment in human genetic engineering. The project's goal is the creation of a new super race to take command of the entire planet. And that's what happened. That's how Khan was created. And then, I, I don't know if you're familiar, Matt, with the whole... Well, I guess they explain it a little bit in the movie, but... The origin of this movie goes back to an original series episode called Space Seed. That's when they discover this ship floating out in space. And it turns out it's Khan and the rest of his, his crew that were in cryogenic sleep since the 20th century on this ship. Huh. Because mankind was like, oh, we don't like you that you took over the world with your superior intellect. So they, I guess they... They wrangled them up and put them on the ship and uh, set them set them afloat out into space. Did not know that. I did Thanks. not know that. Thank yeah, you. I was not aware. <laughs> All right, so to download this or other free books today, go to audibletrial.com slash galacticnetcasts. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash galacticnetcasts for your free audiobook. And we thank Audible for their support of the Sci-Fi Film School podcast. Anessa, have you seen the Space Seed episode? If I have, I was, like, really young. I haven't seen it recently. All right. Good to know. Let's find out who's the king of this movie. It's test time. You guys ready? No. You're not ready, Matt? Well, I'm technically ready, but... My wife cleaned up in here, and now I don't know where my fuzzy hat is. Oh. Maybe that means that you're going to win, because the last two times you wore it, and you lost. Don't patronize the fuzzy hat. 
<laughs> All right, fine. I guess we'll take the test without the fuzzy helmet, and it's we'll just see not how. The same, Dave. Yeah. Right. All right. So, who's gonna call it? Uh, she she can call it. That's fine. All right. Anessa, tails. tails? Okay. Here here we go. I'll put the app, the phone next to the microphone, so you guys can hear it. And it's heads, Matt. It's your cho- Matt is goes your call. First. Oh, I'm going or first. At least you can choose. <laughs> All right. So Matt here we first. go. Here we go. Question number one. Let's uh, start the answer music. Hang on. I got some issues here with my document and things are covering other things. Here we go. All right. Answer music. Here it is. All right. Question number one. What is the name of the ship which sends out the Mayday during the Starfleet Academy test, which was shown being demonstrated at the beginning of the film? What is the name of the ship that's in the neutral zone that uh, the ship has to go after? And uh, what's the name of it, Matt? Well, let me guess. This isn't multiple choice. No. I know the name (laughs) of the test, but I couldn't tell you the name of the ship. You should, is, is, really? I don't know. Is well, whatever. Kobayashi Maru. Okay, <laughs> let's find out if that's the name of the ship. Could be, possibly. I don't know. Let's find out. Um, okay, where is it? I don't, I, I don't know. I can't find my my thing here. It's not the wrong sound. It's the correct sound. Okay. You think so? No. I don't know. Oh yeah! All right, congratulations! You got the you got the first. I shouldn't have helped you out. I kind of did help you out a little bit. Well, I'll take it, but that would have been my guess regardless, because that's the only name regarding the movie that I knew that coincided with that situation. Okay. If that makes sense. All right, I think it does. <laughs> Just right. smile and nod. All right, here we go. Answer music time. Here we go. Anessa, your question. What was the name of the book that Spock gives to Kirk as a birthday present? And this is multiple choice. Was it A, The Odyssey, B, Tale of Two Cities, or C, War and Peace? I don't remember. I'm going to go with Tale of Two Cities. Tale of Two Cities. Let's find out if that is correct. Judges, what is it? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, no, I wanted this one right here. Wow, wow, wow. Damn! (laughs) It was Tale of Two Cities. I don't think they ever actually say it. No, but I remember, like, I was kind of spacing out, but I kind of remember them showing the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't remember the title being just the odyssey okay and then i didn't think it would be the other but i don't know good job good job (laughs) you guessed correctly whatever (laughs) wow matt (laughs) you you guys are tied don't don't be like that come on (laughs) all right all right all right right, we'll see how the rest of goes here the rest of goes the rest of it goes all right Question number three. How many years had it been since Kirk marooned Khan and his people on SETI Alpha 5? How many years had it been since Kirk marooned Khan and his people on SETI Alpha 5? Twenty. Your final answer? Yep. All right. First wrong answer of the night. It's not the last either. So, Anessa, it's your your chance to steal here. Was it 15? Was it 15? Let's find out. All right. Anessa is on the board again. She's ahead. I meant. I meant. All right. Let's go back to questions here. 
Uh, all right. Here we go. So this would be... Anessa's. Anessa. All right. <clears throat> what is the Klingon proverb that Khan mentions? What is the Klingon proverb that Khan mentions in this film? The only thing that I can think of is, I think what Spock says about the needs of the many outweighs the needs of the few, but I can't think of what Khan said. Well, Matt, you're going to be happy, I believe, by her answer, because it is, hang on, I got to find, I, I got to organize these a little bit better. I can never find the you right one. You would think you'd have them organized. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So, well, you're- see, your your assumption that I would be happy would assume that I knew the answer, <laughs> which is false. <laughs> because when I heard the question, my answer was live long and pointy-eared <laughs> because I got nothing. All right, so nobody... I think this is the first time in the history of the Sci-Fi Film School that nobody's gotten a question right. Um, actually, I think it might be uh, don't piss in the wind. Is that a Klingon proverb? No? No, that's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> okay. You should probably play the sad trombone now. i got to find it. All right, here it is. All right, so... You guys both got it wrong, so nobody gets a point on that one. All right. Nope. So the apparently, an- I fell asleep during the movie. <laughs> the an- the answer is revenge is a dish that's best served cold. I remember that line. That's not a Klingon proverb. That was like some redneck down south came up with that crap. <laughs> hey, Khan said it was a Klingon proverb. Well, so you got to believe Khan, right? He's superior intellect. Yeah. Well. He's a douche. His intellect went all to his pectoral muscles. <laughs> all right. All right. Who the hell's turn is it? I don't even Mine. know. All right. Matt. Matt. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Another question. Question five for Matt Stein. How is the Enterprise able to force the Reliance Shields to come down? How is the Enterprise able to force the Reliance Shields to come down? Um, roofies? <laughs> wow. That, I think that's the best answer ever. Does this smell like chloroform to you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. So roofies is my answer. You really want to give that as an actual real answer? Hell yes, I do. That is internet gold right there. <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> Do you have an actual answer there, uh, Nessa? Well, they have the little combination code that they enter that like overrides the other ship system, isn't it? Oh, that's what they did there. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Are we horrified that I got the answer right? Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> All right, good job, Anessa. The uh, the correct answer, the the official correct answer is by translating the ship's prefix code. I do recall in the movie where they put in the code, but I <laughs> chances are I was doing at least one other thing at that point. And, and your answer was very creative, Matt. I liked your answer. <laughs> you know what? At it, this point, I'm here for comic relief. It got so. it got you nothing, but it was good. <laughs> I got a chuckle. All right, so Anessa, it's your turn. Here we go. Let's start your question answer music. Right there. That bad boy right there. How long did it take to create the Genesis Cave? The cave in the planetoid, inside the planetoid. How long did it take to create the Genesis Cave? Um. Like three days or something. 
Well, Are you talking about like the little tunnels that they were hanging out in, or were that? I don't the, know. I'm the, just gonna go with three days. The Genesis cave, the huge with all the life and everything, and what was that sun? What what was creating all that that light? I I didn't get that. Anyways, so three days. I have no idea. I'm gonna go with three days. Three days. Alrighty. Bet she's right. Alright. It's always right. I don't know. Oh yeah! Surprise! Wow. Uh, so your turn to steal there, Matt. What, what's your answer? Uh, six weeks. You I sure? don't know. You sure? Just play some, just play some crappy your wrong songs, okay? <laughs> six days. Nine months. On the seventh. The answer is one day. One day. Oh. Uh, I think these. This is the most wrong answers that Anessa's <laughs> ever gotten. I think. Clearly, I didn't pay attention to Wrath of Khan. <laughs> and you're even a Trekkie. Come on. I know. Like, it's not the first time that I've seen it, but apparently, I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Though. I don't know. You were Who knows? T- yeah, you had too much confidence. Maybe you were like, oh, I don't need to pay attention. I can get this. I got this. No. Well, no, because like with. Repo the Genetic Opera. Like, I really know that movie, but I watched it again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you didn't, so. wa- you didn't watch this for the, for the podcast? No, I did. Oh, okay, all right. But I'm just saying, like, even if I'm confident, like, I would rewatch something. And I wasn't at all confident, and I rewatched it, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right, either way, let's move on. Question seven, Matt. Matt's turn. First up with his answer. Answer music is on. Question is, what is the name of the nebula that the Enterprise went to hide in? And this is multiple choice. Okay. All right. Is it A, Omega Nebula, B, Natari Nebula, or C, Mutara Nebula? Omega, Natari, or Mutara? Uh, suck it, because I know this one. It's the Mutara Nebula. Are you positive? Yes. Without using the F word, yes. All right. Yeah! Matt, Matthew. Suck it! Is Matt ahead? No. No. I think we're tied two to two. Okay, hang on. Prop. One, two. She might have three. Uh, I think I only have two, don't I? One, two, one, two. No, Anessa's ahead still. It's horse crap. (laughs) (laughs) Well, two more questions. Let's see. Okay. Let's see what happens here. All right. Cool, cool. So, Anessa, let's do question eight for you. Question. Don't don't choke. (laughs) Miss. Miss. <laughs> All right. I probably will miss. It's okay. No, you got this one. I know you got this one. This is easy. Finish this line. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, or in this case, one, or whatever he says. <laughs> All right. Let's find out. All right. Right, Anessa, you have officially won the game. I thought there was one question left. No, there's one question left, but she was ahead three, right? Oh. Uh-huh. There's only one question, and you, she was ahead already by one. Well, whatever. She can have the trophy. It's <laughs> no trophy. <laughs> We're just doing this for fun. Uh, All right, final question. Final question. Matt. Matt, 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 Matt. Here's the question. After giving him the Vulcan nerve pinch, what did Spock say to Dr. McCoy in that quickie mind meld that he did? Um, this is purely a guess. Lather, rinse, and repeat. <laughs> I, 
I, I really don't know. I really think I'm entitled to an answer to that question. That's oh. incorrect. Oh, I didn't <laughs> want that. Remember we used to use that? Mm-hmm. Long time ago. Um, Back in the day. Yeah. Here, we'll use this one right here. Whoa, it's frozen. Uh-oh. All right, there it is. She was scared. So what's, what's, your, what's your answer, Anessa? Um, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay. Oh, no! The answer is remember. Oh. Remember. Yeah, I, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> remember. Clearly, I did not take his advice. So much irony in this sentence, or that <laughs> question. So, much. Anessa wins this game four to two. Congratulations, Anessa. Woohoo. Let's play one more winning thing here. Oh. We're winning the game. So, that brings Anessa's score four to zero. <sighs> you know. I'm going to poo-poo all over your parade right now because I found something that negates a fact you came up with. Really? Uh, the movie made $14 million in its opening weekend but made a total of $97 million worldwide. Oh, okay. Well, I got this so, off IMDb, so... Oh, yeah. So I believe poo-poo on, everything they say. Poo-poo on you. Poo. I say poo-poo on IMDb. No, that's true. Let me, let me have this one, though. The only thing I can do better than the two of you is search the internet. All right. That's going to do it for this Galactic Netcast. It was the Sci-Fi Film School podcast number 34. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's Anessa's turn to pick the movie, right? Is it? Because I think someone, I don't know. I yeah, know I, I will figure out a movie for you guys No, a fi- There's- Technically, last this was supposed to be yours. But right. I, so I, I just kind of figured. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> There's a ton of awesome sci-fi and fantasy movies on Netflix now. Sweet. I will have to give them a look and pick one. Well, ones that I think are cool. So you'll probably pick none of them because you both hate me. (laughs) All right. So normally we would have a movie picked out. We won't this time. So uh, make sure that you follow us on Twitter. Um, like us on Facebook and circle us on Google Plus and we'll let you know what the movie is going to be for next time. All right, guys, uh, that's it. Thanks for a good job, both you guys. Thanks for joining us, listeners. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye, Dad. Leave your hailing frequencies open and scanners on full because another Galactic Netcast will be approaching your coordinates soon. For more information, go to galacticnetcasts.com.